We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast is sponsored by Liquid Death. Are you thirsty? Parched? Do you like dark and eerie sinister names for your beverages? Then you'll love Liquid Death. Go to liquiddeath.com, use the promo code BIGBLUE for a refreshing beverage ahead of Halloween. Blue Wire. Welcome back. It's the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier. Joined as always my co-host, Nick Pilato. We've got a little bit of time here. Nick's got to go soon. He's got to pick his parents up at the airport, so we don't want to be that horrible son that leaves his parents waiting at the airport. <laughs> I know a little bit about Nick's father. and he would. I just have a feeling he's the type of dad that would be super pissed off if you left him waiting even for like a minute there. So we won't do that. We're going to talk a little bit, though, about the trade deadline today, the Giants making no moves at the trade deadline, and a little bit of what Joe Shane said at his presser. So I want to start, Nick, by just going over some of what was available. And we can know that by just looking at the other trades that were made, right? Specifically at wide receiver here, we saw Chase Claypool be traded for a second round pick from the Bears, um, though it is the Ravens' second round pick, so it's not as bad. Uh, obviously, the Ravens will have a little. No, bit I better. think I thought it was the Bears' second round. Oh, it pick. ended up being the Bears. I thought it was originally reported so. as the Ravens. Okay, so that's even worse. Um, so we got a, a big premium pick for Chase Claypool. The there were the only other receiver trade, which was an interesting one, was the Calvin Ridley from the Falcons to the Jaguars, and they're going to get a 2023 fifth-round pick and then a conditional 2024 pick. But the cool thing about that for Jags is they play this thing right. They can use 2023 as a rental year for Ridley. And if they don't resign him in 2024, they're going to get a comp pick back as long as he performs well with Lawrence, which I think he will. Or they sign him, and they just give up a second-round pick, but they'll be happy because they get the Stefan Diggs bona fide wide receiver one type of play. So out of all the moves that were made for receivers, the only one that I would have considered would be the Ridley deal. But I do... Overall, think I'm happy the Giants did not make that trade either because Ridley is an older prospect. And if they re-signed him, it would be, you know, close to his age 30 season for that 2024 season. Um, worth the second round pick, but a little bit older. Otherwise, you can't really blame the Giants for not making trades when there weren't really players to trade for. You can name all these guys, Jerry Judy, but who knows if they were actually on the block or not. It's all speculation, and none of those players were actually traded except for Claypool and Calvin Ridley. And Ridley was the only, I'm sorry, Claypool was the only one who actually helped him for this year. And I sure as hell wouldn't trade my second round pick for Chase Claypool. I don't know about you. No, I would not do that either. I'm happy with what Joe Shane did. I know a lot of people aren't, or at least there seems to be a lot of people who aren't. Watch his presser, and you just look at the way this man carries himself and the way he answers the questions. He is so well thought out. There is a real process here. He has a value for 
every target that he is going to pursue. And if teams don't want, it takes two to tango. If teams don't want to meet that value, then he's just going to pass it up, which I love. He's not going to overreact. The Giants are six and two. Maybe they didn't expect to be six and two in the preseason, but they're not going to overreact and just go out and, and trade more than what they value a player for. And who wouldn't love that trait and characteristic in a general manager? Yeah, I would. And I love what he said. You know, he broke it down pretty clearly. He's like, guys got to look at the economics of this thing. He's like, right, listen, a lot of yeah. teams are still in contention. First of all, that's point one. Point two, a lot of players are injured across the NFL. So a lot of teams have a lot of attrition. Three, there aren't that many actual players from to pick from from this player pool. It's not like a draft. It's not like a free agency. It's a very limited pool. So he's like, all it takes is one team to outbid you and you're done and you do and you get past the point of what you think is fair value for these players. So that tells me they were in on some of these players that were traded or that were almost traded and didn't get traded. And he said, it wasn't just receivers. He talked about all the positions and he even mentioned like, look, we want to upgrade our receivers. We don't want games like the Jags where there's a lot of drops, but he's like, I have some hope for Kenny Galladay, who they now expect to be back with, by the way, right after the bye week against Houston, which is interesting and definitely. And he made a point of that, too. He's like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to be back for Houston. I'm confident. I don't know if he said confident, but he was alluding to the fact oh. that he expects him to be back. Right. And so, as he said, man, the, the worst way to GM in this league is to be a hungry shopper. That's what he called it, a hungry shopper. And that, to me, describes a hungry shopper. Anyone who, who went into this market was a hungry shopper. Like like J Joe Shane said, Nick, there were not that many players to pick from. A lot of teams are still in it and not trading players, and there were injuries. And so what did we see? We saw a team give a second-round pick for Chase Claypool, a player who, you know, Josina Anderson reported there were off-field concerns with, and there was a growing concern there in Pittsburgh, and they've been looking to trade him for months now, similar to the Tony deal. And he hasn't really been that highly productive in my mind. He's a nice flash player out of Notre Dame. Like, he has size-speed combo, but besides those plays downfield, hasn't done much, hasn't cracked, hasn't... And it's a bad quarterback situation in Pittsburgh, but I just think, like, that was an example of a hungry shopper there, the Chicago Bears. They traded a second-round pick for him. But it doesn't make any sense. They might have been a hungry shopper, but he had two ham sandwiches that they threw out the window with Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. They were right. sellers, sellers, and then they bought Chase Claypool, yeah. which to me at least says, hey, we're attempting to give our young quarterback a weapon to work with because Chase Claypool, I think his skill set meshes well with Justin Fields, who throws a good deep ball and likes to put it up there, similar to like a Cam Newton when they had Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches. You want those guys with large catch radiuses. They can just go up and climb the proverbial ladder, catch the football. I think Chase Claypool can do it, but it just doesn't really make much sense from the standpoint that they just traded two prime defensive assets away from their team. Yeah, and it's it's a weird deadline for the Bears for sure. But hungry shopping is something the Giants used to do under Dave Gettleman. We got caught, found ourselves in a lot of issues by hung, being hungry shoppers. We were hungry shoppers when we trade when we used a supplemental third round pick on Sam Bill that ended up being a top sixty five, I think top seventy pick. I mean, come on, no one even offered a fourth round. That was we need corner, we need corner, desperate, desperate, desperate. Get me a corner. All right, here's a corner. Let's do it. He might be good. You can't act like that. You have to have some patience as a general manager. This is a long-term building process. Yes, you're six and two. Yes, you have a better chance than you expected to make a run in the to make the playoffs and then maybe make a run. But that doesn't just mean mortgage your future to get something to help you win now because that's bad planning. And I'm happy that he didn't do that. Well, Joe Shane stressed several times throughout his press conference that it wasn't just the last week that he was looking to get a wide receiver. Like the trade deadline was the right. deadline. They were talking to several teams. Of players, some of these players who ended up getting traded or were in discussions to get traded, they were talking with those teams in the summer. It's just those teams never budged off the value that they put at that they put their asset at. I really just appreciate 
how Joe Shane carried himself as a general manager. And this is how I expected him to carry himself. He's really living by the mantra that he has laid out since he arrived here in New York. And it's very prudent. It's very well thought out and it's very process oriented. And I think that's the best way to be, as I said a little bit earlier, when it comes to being an actual general manager of a football team. Yeah, he wants to build it like they built it in Buffalo from the ground up, quote unquote. They draft a young quarterback. Maybe they have that already with Jones in their mind. But outside of that, they built a lot through that through the draft process there. And he even discussed with Peter Schrager on a podcast I listened to that was also from this morning that he really is happy about those nine picks that he has. And I think it could even be more if they get some supplemental picks. Or I mean, some compensatory draft picks, which has been rumored to potentially happen, though those that formula is not. Uh, a science yet, though some people predict it pretty well. We don't know for sure, but they have at least nine draft picks going into this class, and that gives them an opportunity to do what they did this year. Find a Bellinger, find a Belton, find a lot of these guys who can be role players. In Bellinger's case, he could potentially be even more than a role player. He could be like a 10-year starter, potentially. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You may see your coworkers cracking open a can in your 9 a.m. stand-up meeting and think, you're drinking? It's a Tuesday afternoon. I get it. We're stuck in this meeting room. But you can't be drinking beer at work. Oh, it's most likely not beer. It's a new mountain spring water brand called Liquid Death. One may wonder or even ask, why is it called Liquid Death? Well, because it will brutally murder your thirst. And their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of their profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. So, like a famous television character whose show shares the name of a star defensive lineman on the Giants with the last name Lawrence, this drink is killing to save. How altruistic. It tastes good. It's refreshing. Everyone should go and try it. It kind of looks like an energy drink, but it is just water so please go get liquid death at your local whole foods market target and stop and shop stores or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com use the promo code big blue so that's liquiddeath.com slash big blue he could be and also yeah he's he's been studding when he is out there but also, it gives the Giants more trade assets during the draft if they want yes. to wheel and deal and move up if they really like somebody. So there, there's never an issue in my mind when you go out and you have draft assets and you're a team like the Giants that, let's be honest, it's a lot better than it was last year. But there are still a lot of holes. The Giants are not one wide receiver away. They are not a Chase Claypool 
away from winning the Super Bowl right now. I, I think it's safe to say. So you have a lot of holes on the defense still, even though there's still a lot of great players on the defense. The offensive line needs some work. There are some issues with the roster. Nine more picks, even if you trade up, if you don't, you still have nine more players that Joe Shane will independently evaluate and bring into this building. Look at what he did with this draft. It's injury riddled, Dan, but holy crap. There are a lot of contributors here. Like he talked about that as well, I think, with Sean O'Hara about how the Giants have one of the biggest impacts of a rookie classes. I think the Giants are the team that have one of the uh, most impactful classes. Now you could say, is that because they didn't really have a lot of veterans who were all that great? I think there's a little bit of validity to that, but look how guys like Daniel Bellinger have played. Josh Azudu, he is flashing. Wando Robinson when he's out there. Kayvon, Evan Neal, like you can just go on and on it. And that's not even mentioning the three guys at the end of the draft who have torn ACLs right now. I contend, bro. Darian Beavers, that dude would be starting right now. If he would be the starter, if he did not tear his ACL, I really do think that. Yeah, and he also mentioned the undrafted free agents they got too and the players who have been coming over from that. They've really done a great job grinding the back end of the roster and using young rookie talent. And so there's no reason to think that he wouldn't want to continue doing that, like you said, giving himself as many dart throws as he can get at this next draft, especially when he mentions like we're going to be in a better salary cap situation because like part of what he said is they talked to some teams about some players and that kind of leads me to believe maybe Brandon Cooks was one of those players, the, the Texas receiver. And he's like, it just didn't work out financially in our mind. And that makes sense. He doesn't want to bloat that cap again, because what he mentioned after that, Nick, at least in the interview with Schrager was he feels really he in his mind, the way to build a roster is through the draft, but not only through the draft, but through extending your own young talent. And he said, I feel fortunate that I did get to, and he's like, I did inherit a horrible cap situation, but I at least did get to inherit some young talent. He mentioned, Andrew Thomas by name, Dexter Lawrence by name, Xavier McKinney by name. I thought this one was interesting. The fourth player he named was Julian Love. That I felt was very interesting. Then he came back, circled back a little and said Barkley, and then circled back a little more and said Jones. I think he just has to get those names in no matter what he's actually feeling there. Well, who knows if he's planning to resign them or not. And I thought Dan Duggan had a really good tweet regarding Barkley, where he's basically just like, listen to this answer from Joe Shane. He's not trying to give Barkley's agent anything to work with, right? You don't want to give the agent anything like saying, this guy's everything to our team. He's integral. He's the reason we're winning these games because then they can use that as leverage in these contract negotiations. He's a smart guy. He's well aware of that. But I did think it was interesting that he mentioned like he does feel very confident about some of that young core talent. Julian Love was mentioned, Daniel Jones. In addition to that, he also has talked about Daniel Jones's comeback drive. This was with the Peter Schrager podcast, by the way. He talked about the comeback drive against the Packers because he said, Barkley was out of that game. That's what, and he said he didn't miss a single pass except for one throwaway. So I thought that was really interesting that he noted that drive from Jones is something that he thought was really good from Jones this season. He always talks about he wants to see how quarterbacks and players specifically are going to perform and gotta have it moments. And Daniel Jones this season has performed very well in those gotta have moments. I wanted to ask you, who do you think the player was that Joe Shane was referring to in terms of when he was asked, have anybody? Right. Has any other teams called you on players? And he was like, yeah, there's one player, but we did not did not respond to it. We just didn't <laughs> even entertain it because he's a good player. And then he wouldn't budge. I think that's probably Saquon, right? Almost definitely Saquon Barkley, especially given the fact that, you know, a lot of running backs are traded at the deadline. Christian McCaffrey is traded at the deadline. Um, and I don't know if I would read too much into that as far as like that means he's definitely going to resign Barkley. It may just be yeah. more of we're six and two and we can't get rid of Barkley this season right now. But I think that was definitely Barkley. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, but I don't know. I came away. I always come away impressed every time I hear Joe Shane speak in a press conference type of setting. I oh, just you didn't think feel that heard. way with Gettleman. <laughs> I actually found Gettleman, and I'm sure a lot of people did, very entertaining. He was, he was entertaining, very entertaining. That's for sure. Yeah, that's something that you can't say he wasn't because it was always a laugh when he was up there. But geez, a uh, total 
totally different type of vibe when you get Joe Shane up there. Much more of a forward-thinking type of general manager with an actual process. I mean, yeah, he got us Andrew Thomas and McKinney. Good job. You had 17 first round, first top 10 picks in, in however many years. Like, you're going to hit on some. You should. But look, Joe Shane is a different kind of GM. He's not going to hungry shop. He's not going to mortgage his future. He's going to take a long-term view of this roster, no matter what the situation is, no matter how much the fans are calling for it. Because, again, a lot of what Dave did was fan reaction, it felt like to me. The Galladay signing, the Beal move. like There's just a lot of quick reaction. Let's please the fans. Let's please the, the, you know, the whole, the majority of this whole thing and kind of the broader audience or the broader scope rather than just do what's right and build the roster but with a foundation and stick to your plan. That's what Shane's doing. His plan was never to panic trade for a wide receiver because he feels like he needs a receiver. And he even said, we looked at other positions. <laughs> I got to say to you, Nick, I can make a case right now that the Giants need an inside linebacker more than they need a wide receiver. And, I, and, I, and I'm not sold on that. I'm not saying that's my definite take, but I think it's certainly in the discussion. I don't, I don't subscribe to the whole, these receivers are as bad as a lot of fans think they are personally from watching the tape. They're not good. They're certainly not great, except for Slayton, who's pretty solid. Um, and but they're they're not they're still NFL guys. They're still running routes out there. And Marcus Johnson creates decent separation. He just can't catch the ball. I don't know. I just don't. Wandell Robinson looks good out there. I don't know. It's just Wandell's not grouped into it. Wandell's a long term piece. Nobody sure. else in the wide. I think that's what it is. There's nobody in this wide receiver room who is a long term piece outside of Wandell Robinson. Like Darius Slayton's not going to be a giant next year, more than likely. Maybe, and I think he could be. Like I mean. There's I'm warming up to the idea. I like Slayton, man. There's a non-zero chance that he he might be, but Darius Slayton's also a player who was it's buried on this depth chart. No, he is frustrating, but like he's playing well right now. Like I'm I'm pleased with what we're getting out of Darius Slayton, and he's getting open on some plays. But if you lose Darius Slayton right now, this wide receiver room is hard yeah. to even look at even and that's Darius Slayton we're talking about someone who yeah, couldn't even right. skip the depth chart a couple weeks ago so that's the state of the Giants wide receiver room it's not good right now it's it not really good. and I think that could be same could, case could be made for the linebacker core if they ever got somebody real in there at linebacker then we'd see the difference on a week-to-week -week basis of having like a really good linebacker in there I think we would see something similar but it is what it is they're going to look at all positions they're going to improve all positions I think D-line was one of them especially with the Williams injury um, just get some depth there but they couldn't find anything and I'm fine with that because they don't want to mortgage their picks. They don't want to put themselves in a situation where they're trading for someone with a huge cap hit either because they don't want to take on another bad contract. That's what this past GM did. He took on a ton of bad contracts, and that's why they're in the situation they're in now. Because even Shane said today, like, he doesn't feel confident. This is crazy to say, dude, but he doesn't feel confident he can get through the season with their cap situation without restructuring another contract. He's already restructured. Williams out of necessity. He's already restructured a Dory out of necessity and desperation. And it's not his fault. It's all Dave Gettleman's fault for the position he put him in. But they still don't have the cap space in his mind. To, he, he at least is not confident he can get through the season without doing another restructure. And that's just why he probably didn't want to take on another big contract with a lot of dead cap coming up, like a Brandon Cooks or somebody like that. I don't even know how they would have fully made that work. And right. you're right. You can see every time it gets brought up to Joe Shane about restructuring, he does not want to do it. So yeah. he really wants that 2023 cap to be what it's looking like it could be. But if the Giants suffer some injuries here and you have to sign some guys off the street, man, you're just talking about them. The cap just getting so much smaller and that that could realistically happen, right? It's just such a tough situation to be in. And it's, dude, I wish, like, what were the odds of the Giants being six and two? Yeah, through eight games right now. I think they were six and a half over under wins for the season in the preseason. It's, it's nuts, crazy. man. All of these independent factors 
take away from the fact that the Giants should be six and two right now. So many things working against them, yet they still found a way into this position. And here we are still acknowledging how much better this roster can become. Like there's so much meat on the bone of uh, success for the Giants. Like they're they're not even a finalized product. They're not even close to being a finalized product right now, which is another reason why I think I just like the fact that they're trusting the process and then just taking every game as it comes to them one by one, and they're not going to overreact. You nailed that. And I think one thing that was interesting he brought up, when Odell Beckham Jr. did visit the Giants a few weeks ago, Joe Shane was not any part of that. He said, I was not any part of that. But he did say, if the player wants to be here, I would entertain the idea of bringing in Odell Beckham. He said, you know, I like what I've seen on tape from him. The only thing is, as we went back to just now, if he's already talking about not feeling confident about even getting through the season, that having to restructure and create cap space. I just don't know how they're going to find any cap space for a player like Odell Beckham because Odell Beckham is not coming in on a vet min deal. He expects to be paid a certain amount for his for the product he can offer. Um, so I would be even like if you look at what you know he's talked about in the past, like it's not like he's just going to come in vet min. That's fine. I want to play for the Giants. So it would be interesting when Beckham starts to look at teams. It'll be like December, I think I've read now. But I just don't know how they're going to find the cap space. No, neither do I. Wouldn't it be something though, like something written in Hollywood? If Odell Beckham Jr. comes back to the New York Giants, the Giants go on like a Super Bowl run. Yeah, that would be and insane. like he returns and he's like, you know, getting like 10 catches every game and just yeah. absolutely dominating. How awesome that would be. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be incredible. I don't want to rule it out. Joe Shane didn't rule it out, certainly, but at the same time, they're gonna have to find some cap space. So we'll see what happens there. I thought it was interesting that he talked about um how they have like a staff with top hundred college players that they're looking at, and they have 10 players, 10 they give 10 players to each person on their staff and he gets an update each week from that staff member on those 10 players. And he's planning to, to actually see, I think he said he's planning to attend and watch all a hundred of those players. Yeah. Those are the top 100 players by in terms of what the New York giants views them as. So each scout, and I guess has 10 players right now, and they probably, they definitely still have the guys who are in their region as well. So that's probably an ever evolving type of list. And, you know, I'm sure it's going to be well more than a hundred players by the time the draft ends up kind of coming up, you know, because guys are going to fall, guys are going to rise and what have you. And I think they're going to have a really comprehensive type of breakdown on these players, which is exciting because that's what we want. We want, we don't want replications of what happened at the back end of the Jerry Reese era, where they were taking Eli Apple and they never <laughs> even talked to the kid pre-draft, which is Crazy. just wild. Just a panic move there. Um, after they got treated, after Leonard, Flo they went wanted uh, believe it was Leonard Floyd at the time. Uh, Leonard <laughs> Floyd and Jack Conklin, and yeah. they both got sniped right before. Them. Well, Floyd got they the Bears traded from eleven to nine to get ahead of of the Giants, yep. and I have on record uh, I wasn't supposed to bring this, but I I've said it before, and I'll just say it again. I, I once got a chance to interview John Fox, and he said we'd made that trade because we we knew the Giants were going to take Leonard Floyd. So clearly there were leaks in the old Giants organization. Hopefully that's not the case still moving forward. I don't think it was because they did a really good job the Giants of keeping Cape on Thibodeau under wraps, even in the Peter Schrager interview. He talked about how he went to breakfast with Joe Shane like just before the draft, and Joe Shane gave him a completely different answer of who he was interested in at five, and that's why Schrager and his mock got the Giants pick so wrong, and it was just so interesting to hear like Joe Shane, even to his friends, like he's friends with Peter Schrager, and he's just like, screw this, I'm giving a fake answer. In his head, he's like, it's not going to leak this, so I think the Giants have sealed up those leaks, hopefully, because draft's going to be everything for this for this GM. We've learned that now. Again, they acquired. They're up to nine picks, probably going to get to 11. They didn't trade any of these picks. Instead, they traded four picks with the Kadarius Tony trade. It's going to be a draft team. It's going to be a team that builds to the draft. As he said, Parcells told him a while ago when he worked for Bill Parcells in Miami, the quickest way for a head coach to get fired is not develop.
developing young talent. And he said both both him and Brian Dable are on the same page there. I mean, yeah, look at the 2022 draft class right now. Even some of Dave Gettleman's draft picks, who's still technically young talent, they're getting a right. lot out of guys like O'Shane Zimenez and players like that. So it makes a lot of sense. And I really think Brian Dable and Joe Shane said this in the in the press conference as well, has just done such an excellent job develop, developing his coaching staff and bringing in the right coaching staff to develop a lot of these young players. If you look at this coaching staff, I mean, there are a lot of studs there. And I think that's a big reason why the Giants have six wins. Yeah, you nailed it. All right, that's all we have for today on the Big Blue Banter Podcast. Nick has got to get out of here and pick up his parents, as he should. This is our reaction to the Joe Shane Presser, to the trade deadline news. We're on board with it. It is what it is. Deal with it, as they like to say. Look, the Giants have a long-term plan, so don't worry so much about what happens now in the short term. I might would be my final takeaway there. So anyway, have a great rest of your week. Uh, go Giants, and we'll talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.